Hey, Sherry, are you ready? I'm ready. Hey, Sherry, how you doing? Good, Paul. How are you? I'm doing great. You hear that sound? You know what that is? I do hear that sound, and I think it's the sound of season seven. You are correct. That is the sound of season seven of This Most Unbelievable Life, the podcast. Woohoo! We've made it seven seasons with our excellent listeners at our side. And we appreciate all the support we get, and we're looking forward to another great season of podcast content. Yes, indeed. Let's get on with the show. On with the show, folks. Thanks for listening. Morning, Dr. Spiegel. Is it morning? It is an afternoon. Good afternoon, Dr. Spiegel. <laughs> you could what have was said I with yes. that. Yeah, I don't know where I got morning from. It's uh, well into the afternoon. Well, you know, we often start our days with saying good morning, regardless of whether it's yeah, that, morning. That's, that's probably true. Mm-hmm. Like the first thing I say to you most days via text is good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Right. Even right. if I send it at four thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, that is fun. Right, it that is. is fun. It, I don't know why we started doing it's that. It's taking on a symbolic gesture of, mm-hmm. of acknowledgement of the day yes. or something. Yeah, so we do that do that often. So uh, what I offered was the spoken version of what we usually do anyway. So good morning, yeah. Dr. Spear. I'm sticking with it. Good morning, Dr. Spear. Go with it. Good morning, Dr. Fitzgerald. Wonderful. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Doing, doing all, all right. right. My voice is a little lower today. It's, we're, we're having the quiet podcast. We're having a quiet podcast quiet podcast not totally silent as that would defeat the purpose entirely but uh given my my larynx a little bit of a break today it's a little bit of a it's had a weekend it has it has it's a little bit of an experiment though like if we talk like we're in a library will it impact (laughs) what we talk about how we talk about it we'll see what happens but your voice has indeed been impacted it, it has i did a lot of talking this weekend mm-hmm. um projecting voice and sometimes through mask and sometimes outdoors so projecting, projecting. sometimes on in mask i believe you were projecting at an event related to one of our dear listeners i was uh i was kindly kindly graciously and kindly asked to officiate a wedding mm-hmm for one of our dear listeners, who is also a former student of mine. Yes. Michael and Jessica. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, I was looking for the opportunity to be like, Jessica, congratulations. Yeah, and Michael too, right? Michael so too. How do, how do we do this? But yeah, Jessica so listens Jessica, to the Jessica's podcast. Jessica's listener yeah. here, yeah. So congratulations, Jessica and Michael. Yes. A beautiful event, but uh, yeah, talking before and talking during and projecting and talking after. You know, I was driving back yesterday, um, like, man, my voice is trashed. So uh, I uh, woke up this morning and said, I'm taking a COVID test. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Negative. Yay. So, it's, you know, so the, yeah. the, 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 the swollen neck is from the, from the projecting. Yeah, yeah, but it's kind of fun because now I feel like you sound like we're recording the late night yeah, podcast. Right. The late, this is a late night call-in version. Yeah. Our next caller on line three. Um, that's good fun. Yeah, what a great wedding it was, though. Um, it was good. Um, 
everything of uh, marital process in the in the in the whole administration of the wedding was done outdoors in a beautiful place in upstate New York. Nice. You know, and she'd waited a year and a half for this. I mean, the original the original wedding was going to be early mid twenty twenty, so it was like right after the pandemic started you know she was originally going to do it so they had to postpone Mm -hmm. um as many 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 people did for a lot of things and um uh it it went well so there was a lot of there was a lot of conversation surrounding it on you know waiting out a pandemic when is a good time to do it Mm -hmm. and just knowing that it's it's the thing to be done regardless it's like how do we you know why do we do these things? Why do we why do we gather in these places? Yeah, and do these things. And it's not like risking life and limb. You know that goes too far. But it's like you know she required everybody to be vaccinated to attend, and yeah. you know she was being super careful about it. But you know it's still this signifying event mm-hmm. where we're all going to get together with the family and we're all going to sit outside in this beautiful place and we're going to do this thing. Yeah, and uh, do it they did. And congratulations again, Jessica. That's fantastic. Um, Coincidentally, this weekend, I was actually missing a family wedding. Mm. Um, my baby cousin, mm. I mean, I guess he's not a baby anymore. And his younger sister is technically the baby of He'll the He'll always be the baby cousin. But yes, the youngest of the boys, uh, Jonathan, got married this weekend in Florida. Mm. Um, and I did not attend because Florida... It's a little bit of a hotbed right yeah, now. Yeah, that is a hotbed, you know. And so, but yeah, I was really, um, I was really sad to miss that wedding. But um, I saw pictures, and they all looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did it. They did it up, and it looked like they had a very nice wedding. Um, but I was not in attendance, which was kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Upstate New York is a pretty safe place these days, you know. I mean, most vaccination rate is high. There's not there wasn't a million people there. You know, a lot of people who went were local. Gotta say, based on the pictures you sent me, mm-hmm. um, it seemed as though there you ran into more cocktails and boats than people. Yeah, there was a lot of boats and cocktails at this mm-hmm. party. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it was uh, it was a beautiful place, and the yeah. food was astounding. Wonderful. The food was astounding. So it was sort of a nice little getaway. Mm-hmm. Um, like it sort of counts as a getaway for the weekend situation, even though work was involved, but work that I was honored to do. Joyous work. Joyous work. Joyous work. Um, truly, truly joyous work. Uh, and I went back and, man, I'm tired of going places. I'm ready to sort of get, in, uh, I was saying, it's like I've yet to get into my fall routine. Which is Everything funny. still seems. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, right? Where am I going to be this week? Where am I going to be next week? It's like, I'm kind of looking forward to some homebody. It's funny because I think once again, you and I are having opposite experiences. Well, I jinxed it, right? Because it's like, we, I said, it's like, ah, finally, we're going to get back to a normal schedule. And it's like, we have yet to come close to that. Right. We're still alternating. Yeah. In fact, we're recording on a Monday. Crazy. Because you are so kind as to have moved our podcasting schedule. So that I can skip town on a Wednesday. I'm happy to do so, and uh, it's not as it's not as difficult for me to make such an adjustment. Yeah, flexibility. But, uh, it's, yeah, it's uh, and you know, it, it's like, is this? 
you know, am I, am I cursing myself by saying I'm looking forward to some regular predictable schedule? Because when I do have a regular predictable schedule, it's like, boy, I sure could use a, a vacation. So is, is a little bit of a grass is greener situation here going on, it seems maybe. Well, I think things come in cycles, right? Like, like you've done the predict, you have not done the predictable for a while. So now right. you're craving the predictable. Once you do the predictable, you'll be like, that's enough of that for a bit. Yeah, there was a lot of travel, though. Yeah. Because yeah. I think I enjoyed the lack of structure of summer. I enjoyed getting into the structure of the semester. Um, but we are hitting week five. So we're about yeah. a third of the way through about the semester. About a third of the way done. Yeah. Um, and so I'm finding... It's funny. I go through these periods where I really have this impulse to just run away. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, it's not like fight, flight or freeze. It's just like, um, like I've always had this like just desire sometimes to just like, I don't know, just lean into whatever I feel like I, I want or need for just like for just a minute. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, right. And whenever that feeling comes up in me, I never do it. So this week I'm going to do it. Um, what takes its place when you don't do it? Um, Just like ignore it and it'll go away kind of thing? or You've seen the movie The Shining, right? I have. Mm-hmm. The, the, the original. Indeed. Stanley Kubrick. Okay, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. All work and no play makes Sherry super ragey. Um, but that's, I think, usually what happens is like, I don't listen to that impulse. And then I just keep grinding through. And then I all of a sudden feel like I have a lot of resentment. Yeah, right. And so what I've noticed in me lately is that I've done a lot of work um, a, a lot of days a week, a mm-hmm. lot of times all days a week. And everything I do, like all the work stuff that I do, is stuff I love. I yeah. love teaching. I love the podcast. I love the work we do together. You know, I do a lot of church as a, vo- uh, a lot of work as a volunteer at the church. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I love all of it. But what I haven't had a lot of lately is spontaneity or play or just fun. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so I kept finding myself just daydreaming about being like being at a concert. Like because to me that is like the pinnacle of fun. Yeah, right. And so uh, a friend of mine is going Wednesday and he kept talking about how he was going Wednesday to a concert for a band we love. And I was like, I'm really jealous. And then he was like, you know, you're welcome to come, of course. And I was like, why am I not going? And I had no good reason. Yeah, right. And it feels like, oh, I couldn't possibly go. I have blah, blah, blah. I'm, I have this going on. And oh, oh, man, it just seems like a lot of, I don't know, why would I go? But it, it turns out, I think, when oftentimes we do put our minds to that, it's like, why Why am I not just saying yes to this and going? It's like, there's not a lot there. Yeah. There's nothing keeping you from going. It'll yeah. be fine. Except like this yeah. this external like sense of what, what a responsible adult should do mm-hmm. on a weeknight, right? And so like I start thinking like, where is this sense coming from? Um, and even today, like I think I've mentioned the fact that I was going like three or four times which is kind of me because when I'm excited about something, I talk about it over and over again. Yeah. Um, maybe lots of people do. 
I um, do, I do, I do. Um, but yeah, I keep describing it as this horribly irresponsible thing I'm doing. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. Right? And my husband's like, um, how is this irresponsible? Like, you will take care of all of your obligations for the day, and then you will drive down with a trusted friend yeah. to see a concert at a with a musician who is requiring vaccination right like it's an outdoor venue it's like, an outdoor, yeah you'll be fine yeah it's all fine and then i'm gonna drive back and then i'll teach my thursday class it's gonna be right i might be a little sleepy yeah it's gonna be okay it's okay so might they they what will time be. is your class nine nine thirty they'll be sleepy too it's gonna be fine you'll resonate perfectly with each other every week they tell me they're sleepy at the beginning yeah that's what they that's what they tell mine too it's like how's everybody doing today it's like i'm kind of tired it's like it's 11 30 but i get it i don't judge yeah you do yeah i totally do yeah and i've been that way you know i've i think it was okay this morning but it's like yeah i mean big weekend traveling around driving all day yesterday you just, you just get worn out you know but that's it's an interesting thing right like if you are tired like and somebody asks you, how are we today? Is saying you're tired, like, I don't know. Like, I think about this, right? Like, if everybody in the room says, oh, I'm tired, mm-hmm. then everyone's going to feel tired. But you don't want yeah. people to, f- like, lie. I don't want people to be like, I'm just... But there's this thing that, like, once everybody says that they're tired, then the whole room feels tired. Yeah. So how do you... Neg- how do you manage the feelings or like the the tenor of a space when everyone's walking in with oh, I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm stressed, right? It's a good question. That's a good question because it's like when when I do that, even I we try to it's kind of funny, you know, the when when we all started moving to online platforms, you know, and there were all sorts of tutorials and productions about, you know, how to transition to online spaces kindly and seamlessly and uh, in in a positive way. <laughs> it, it was like, occasionally ask your students how they are. And it's like, well, what an excellent idea, you know, because we didn't have to do that when we were in person. Um Right, so um, it's 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 kind of funny. And watching people take notes is like ask ask students how they're doing. It's kind of fun. It's like I, I sort of do that already. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right, though. I've seen that many times. It's like a lot of times the first thing that the first person says gets repeated. You know, by by many others. Like oh, they're and they're very eager. Oh, I'm tired too. You know. Um, it's it's one of those things like the the question the question if it's not the perfect one left to itself will predispose a less than a less than I mean they, they might, I'm not saying they're lying by saying that they're tired it's just it's less than what it's the there's a quality of it that of that response which is less than what we would think that we might be able to turn into something interesting I mean yes. what do you what do you do with that you know it's like okay. Anybody yeah. else? It's like, yeah, I'm tired too. It's like, okay. Anybody else? And then it's like, raise your hand if you're tired. And it's like, okay. Right. Then what? Then what? Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't really lead to a place. So you know, I and again, you know, I don't blame the student for this. I don't blame them one bit. I ask how how they were doing and what they were feeling, and that's what they're doing, and that's what they're feeling, and they responded honestly. It's like I get that. Um, it's like I don't blame the student for that answer. 
or, or anyone for that answer. It's good to be heard. I blame the question. Uh-huh. You know, maybe that's not the question to ask. Yeah. You know, um, because it, it speaks to um, what it's, it's only half of the, it's only half of the, of the meal, you know, because the, the real thing is um, what am I feeling right now? And, and how do I be with that? It checks the first, first box, but it doesn't check the second. You know, so maybe the question is is better. Um, what do you feel right now, and and how are you? How are maybe just as both, and how are you going to be with that for the next uh-huh. hour? You know, what do you what do you what are you feeling, and what's to be done about it? Right. Well, I mean, I think the you know, like if sometimes my online students never tell me that they're hungry, but my on campus students do. And oh, I that's think, interesting. Right, because interesting. I think at home they're like. They've got their bowl of oatmeal and they're doing what they're doing, yeah, right? right? right. Um, but it's interesting because, like, if you go to a restaurant and your waiter comes up and she says, "How are you doing?" and you say, "I'm hungry," like, great, you came to the right place. Yeah, the students seem to be differently honest with with us than they do with. Other, I mean, because I mean, I like the restaurant example. Because like when when the when the waiter or waitress or anyone at the restaurant asks me how I'm doing, I don't say tired. <laughs> right. You know, it's like why why is it reserved special for me and and for you? You know, right? Um, that's curious, isn't it? It's like, welcome to Chez Panisse. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. You know, versus you know in our in in class, it's like, hey students, how are you doing today? It's like, well, I'm really looking forward to the tacos. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> maybe it's 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 a the setting is everything. I guess you right. know, a setting is everything. And I mean, it, you go to a restaurant by choice. I think right, you know, that's most true. Most of the time, you know, I think I think a lot of students don't feel like that they're there by choice. Maybe you know, or a lot of people. I mean, when you when you're when you're not feeling like you're at a place by choice or that you are just doing to <laughs> I mean when you when you ask somebody why they're at why they're at a restaurant it's like hey man the food's great and and I'm hungry it's like why are you why are you in this class it's like well the biology is great and the whatever is awesome it's like well I have to do it for my degree it's like if the, the answer oftentimes starts with have to you know you don't it's like hey why'd you why did you go to the restaurant it's like well I have to eat it's like you never get that. It's a different. It's a different thing, you know. That lends itself, I think. You know, now that we're kind of talking through this, to more begrudgery. Yeah, it's it's true. Like, uh, and I mean, like, I do ask them how they're feeling, um, and so maybe that the waitress does not ask. Probably, how are we feeling today? Yeah. Um. And even it, maybe part of it is how much investment they feel is going to be given to the answer, right? Yeah, like, right. Um, you know, like tired is something I'm going to like commiserate with. They know uh-huh. that's safe. Um, what kind of response would be more interesting to you? Um. Like, and what I mean by that is, like, if we play with the restaurant example of, like, um, you know, like, 
how are you doing? Well, I'm hungry. Great, you came to the right place. What can I get for you? Like, what would a student say in between if we have that same exchange where we're going to respond, great, you came to the right place? Boy, I don't know. You know, that's what it's like. It's like this, the more than thinking about this, it's like this is clearly not a good question to be asking at the beginning of a class. Right. You know? Yeah, we both do it, it's right? Like, yeah, we both do it. Because um, it, it's one of these questions, like it, this gets talked about, you know, frequently. It's like, it, it sounds like you're asking a good question that is kind mm-hmm. and commiserable and, you know, inquisitive and shows curiosity with who they are and what they're feeling. Yet, maybe there are better ones, you know. Um, What kind of question is the one to ask that lends itself towards an answer that's a little more directionable or actionable? You know, because it's like if you go to the if you go to the restaurant and she's in the in the waiter or or waitress or server says, "How you feeling today?" and you say, "Hungry," they're going to say, "Fantastic!" Yeah, fantastic. Have I got a special for you? Right, I don't even know yeah. what I would say. I mean, if 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 a if a professor, if I was a student, asked me how I was doing, I'm sure I'd probably do the same thing. I'd probably right. say the same thing. What do you yeah. got? What do you got? Well, I was thinking we could ask a question like, "What's your hope for today's class?" Ooh, that's a good one. Hmm, that's a good one. What's your hope for today's class? You're not going to answer. Food. I would like you to provide yeah. subs. <laughs> right. <laughs> Back in the day, we used to be able to do, you know. Right. Um, no more. No I don't know. More. I might try that tomorrow. What is your hope for today's class? What would another one be? See, now I'm just I'm just asking now, not for the listener, but for myself on how to. Well, well, so I mean, it's so interesting because my friend Aaron, the way he starts classes, he always asks each student a question, but it's never something directly like. It's usually like a hypothetical situation, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, like one time. I had observed his class and I think he had like jammed his finger or something. And so he had like his finger in a splint. Yeah. And he, he had each student tell like an example story of how, what might have happened that led to that splint on his mm. finger. Right. Interesting. Which was relevant to him because he's teaching like a, a film class. So yeah. Plot right. and story matters. Right, right, right. But yeah. Hmm. But it, it's not just classroom context, though, right? Like, you, you see a friend in the hallway, and you ask, how's it going? Hey, what's going on? Yeah. And, like, I think this is even true. Like, when you call me, you're always like, what are you doing? Hey, what are you and doing? I'm like, like, I always scramble to be like, what am I doing? Oh my God, I'm doing nothing. I'm doing nothing with my life. I'm a complete and total You've failure. You've called me out. I'm doing nothing. You're right? finally on to me after all these years. I wanna, and But, it, like, that's, I think, probably unique to me. I think most people find, like, what a kind question to ask. He wants to know if I'm... Well, I, th- I feel like that's the that's the uh, unique one that I ask that not other people do. Because usually it's like, hey, how you doing? Or whatever. What are you hey, doing? Hey, what are you doing? So am I not the only one that gets tripped up by that question? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't really paid attention. (laughs) I really haven't paid attention to asking it. I really haven't paid attention to the answers. Really. Oh. It's kind of. It's. It's. Yeah. So I'm scrambling for an answer, and you've stopped listening. You're like, okay, on to the next. Just making sure that the that the that the phone is actually working. You know. That the connection's there. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, So you ask, what are you? 
What are you well, doing? Well, I mean, that's the I mean, that's the gist of this whole conversation, though. You know, like all all presumed interactions have to start with something. Mm-hmm. You know, what is the way to begin? What is the way to begin these things? And um, I mean, doing the wedding this weekend. You know, I mean, that was the the thought or the topic of that came up over and over and over and did over. Did you start again. with dearly beloved? I did not. Great. I think I said hey everybody or something like that because that is more of a Paul thing. I think. Uh, <laughs> did you rub your hands together? I don't think I did. Okay. I don't think I did. I don't know why I um, associate that with you. Yeah, teaching. but I mean, what what we kept talking about when we were meeting with the, the 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 wedding organizer, when we were meeting with you know Michael and Jessica, when we were talking about how everything was going to go, the hard part is like not the the wedding ceremony. The hard part is not the rehearsal. The hard part is not the the whatever. The hard it's it's the transitions. Mm-hmm. is where things go south you know the timing and the transitions of stuff it's like how do you go from the wedding to the pictures to the rehearsal how do you go from the whatever to the whatever you know that the transitions are the hard part and i mean the ultimate case of that going from not being in conversation one with someone to being in conversation with them i mean that's the ultimate one mm-hmm. short of your own birth i think in terms of challenge um so and the nature of that transition, when, when when it's done best, you don't pay attention to the fact that there was a transition. Mm. But if done imperfectly, you know, it either adds nothing or it's like, oh, man, that was awkward. And so, so class, how you guys doing? You know, what are you feeling? What's going on today? Yeah. I just don't do the thing. I mean, it's not... It's it's not the most graceful way to go from not being in conversation to, to being in one. Yeah. Well It's I not mean, a, it's not an invitation to participate in an experience. Right. Well, I also think there's a lot of moving parts with what it takes to arrive within a space. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and not all of that is physically arriving, right? Like so part one is logging into Zoom for the meeting. Or walking into the classroom, mm-hmm. um, finding your desk, finding your seat in the conference room, whatever. But like what it means to actually arrive and transition to now I'm in class or in this meeting yeah. or whatever. Like it does take some work to arrive. Um And I think that's part of what I'm trying to do. Like, I'm trying to honor that by asking everyone how they are. But then it becomes this, like, empty exercise. Yeah, right. one of the ways that I know that it's become empty is the moment that um, I realize, like, I'm saying, dear this person, how are you? And every single student says, and how are you? And I'm like, I just answered that question. Right? But it's like this rote experience. Yeah, um, there are some things that I did last year that, that kind of get out of that a little bit, but I, I'm, af- I'm, I'm afraid to say that I have not yet initiated them this, yeah. this year. And I think because my classes are bigger. That's true. You know, I mean, you can't. It's it's harder to do with 28 what you could do pretty easily with 12 or 13 or 14. Right. Well, and you also have said that you haven't quite gotten into your fall flow. No, I haven't. You know, so I'm still just trying to. I'm still sort of coming into it with in my own head. But like, what am I feeling right now? You know, mm-hmm. am I doing all, all right? 
you know, especially yeah. with the the poor suffering Monday Monday morning group, which is not as suffering as the Tuesday morning group because they made it eight. Oof. Um, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, that you know, how does how does one greet uh, an experience? And I mean, I feel for the poor kids, you know, because I mean, their their arrival means. You know, they they reach over from the bed that they're in and grab their laptop and open it up. You know, so it's I mean, it's not like you know they're they're going to an office or firing up a webcam in a in a dedicated space. I mean, mm-hmm. the the intentionality from the student side of it doesn't. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing, right? But it's like less thought has gone into it, probably less prep probably has gone into it because it's, it's not asked for. Right. It's not asked for. So um, there are advantages to. I mean, I, I taught my online class today for the first time from my office, and I had not done that, like, ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever. So um, there was, like, tech checks and gear, and, I mean, so much intentionality went into the setup of it that um, I think I was having a very different experience with how that class went from if I was just laying on the laying in bed and grabbed my laptop and flipped it open next to me, I think it would have been having a very different experience just based on the intentionality that was brought into it. Not that one is better than the other, it's just different. It was just different. Right. Well, and that's what I feel is different between, like, the classes I teach on campus versus the classes I teach online. Like, um, what it took for students to be in the classroom with me in one yeah, space versus right. the other is just very different. They paid for it, and not not in cash. I mean, they paid for it with a half an hour in the car, um, trying to find a parking space, walking to class, finding a seat, uh-huh. All under the under the watchful gaze of the clock, uh-huh. you know, it was just a little more of a, a thing. Yeah, that didn't like ask more of them or demand something out of them. It just put. It, it was a, a transition that was driven by a, a set of circumstances and events that had to had to happen for it to to be where it was. Uh-huh. You know, they must be taking it seriously if they drove for a half an hour to get here. They came to the classroom, they sat down, they're invested at that uh-huh. point, you know? And that's what going to a restaurant does as well. It's uh-huh. like you got in the car, you went, you may have had to make a reservation or not. You know, you stood in line. If you didn't, you you didn't give the money once, you know, and then sort of forget about it. You have to give the money every time. It's very right. inconvenient, you know? Right. Our kids, they don't remember when they actually paid for the class. It was already at the beginning or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's interesting, though. The actual, like, the actual monetary part of the transaction is long forgotten at, at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's an... <laughs> how we get our food is kind of an interesting metaphor or parallel. Like, you know, it's almost like the online classes feel like getting takeout right now. Like having they do. delivery. Yeah, they do. Right? And there's a lot of... Like, if you think about delivery, there's a lot of really good reasons that a person might need delivery. Yeah, it's like a Grubhub situation. Right? Um, it w- it's going to allow people to get food who might not otherwise be able to have food uh, available to them. But then there are other people that are just ordering it because they're lazy. Right? And then yeah. same thing with, like, yeah. the on-campus, like, this idea of, like, Oh, the idea of the people who right. are at the restaurant are the people who put in the intentionality, but they're also the people who had the privilege, yeah, to be able to get to the restaurant. And I right. don't know; it's an interesting. Right. Are we just hungry? There's a lot Maybe. of food yeah, metaphors it's like, today. Sake, so I had lunch today. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny. So yeah, I relate that quite. What was that question again that you wanted to start with? What do you was, hope for? 
what, in what are today's your, class. Yeah, what do you hope for today? What's your yeah. hope? Because that speaks more to expectation than mm-hmm. it's it's more forward looking than. Well, anytime I think they think about how they're feeling, they're going to think about who they are now and who they recently were. You know, maybe it, it, it the hope speaks with who they are and where they're going to go. Yeah. You know, so there's some potentiality there. It's not just a rehashing of history. Yeah. And the consequences of history, you know, it, it speaks to a little bit more, it's more personal experience of who am I going to be today? I hope, like, I also wonder, like, what if we ask the question of what do you need from class today? Yeah. Um, because, you know, the hungry, the tired, that is people speaking to their needs, mm-hmm. but they're not speaking to needs that I can meet. Correct. Like, I cannot make my students more rested. I just can't. You're actually sort of participating in the structure that led them to be less rested. Indeed. You're sort of complicit in the. Right. <laughs> You know, the exhaustion. And I think some of them would argue that I could give less homework. But no, I cannot. You cannot. Yeah, I care too much. Right, 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 right. Um, Like asking the, you know, the chef to make less food, you know. Yeah, I'm afraid (laughs) I'm going to overeat. So literally what you're here to do. Yeah. Give me less food. Yeah, it's an interesting puzzle. Um, But I'm even thinking like, I don't know, like as a student, um, you know, I'm in a program right now, and like we have yeah, Zoom calls right. on occasion. I don't know if I logged into that today, and someone said to me, "What do you need from class today?" Uh, uh, I don't know what I would say. Yeah, I think it's a hard question. I think I think we really have to come up with we. You know, I was I was thinking we just like you and me if we actually want to do this thing, not like the everyone on. So we Earth can experiment kind of on our yeah, students exp- tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, it's like I think it, it's it's not it's not a, a bad idea to put ourselves into those situations and, and ask ourselves what would we yeah have appreciated being because as already doing today there couldn't be something less interesting to ask yeah you know yet that is where I that's what I start with most days I think yeah it's like I literally think I started Michael and Jessica's wedding that way hey everybody how you how you all doing today you know it's like God. You know, how uninteresting. No, I'm just beating myself up, though. Don't, how- yeah. Yeah, I was about to be like, let's shut this down. So, uh, sorry, everybody, for the last 50 years when I've started. But uh, it just, not only does it ask nothing of them, it doesn't ask anything of me to actually ask either, you know. Except it does. So, I think, like, in the case of, like, Jessica's wedding, right? Like, what you did by doing that was cue everyone, we are now beginning, Right. And that does, right. right, Like, I think it does. People are used to that being a sign that things have begun. Something is beginning. Yes. Right. And most people would prefer that over dearly beloved. Right. Because I think if you leave with dearly beloved, everybody's like, oh, it's that kind of wedding. We are gathered here today. Yeah. I think. I don't want to speak for Jessica and Michael, but I think if you were the dearly beloved fellow, you might not have gotten the ask. Well, that's probably true. I mean, Jessica signed up for the Paul experience from that she remembered from when she was in class ten years ago, and then See, since then. Go. So, what am I going to do? I mean, I don't want to disappoint the poor girl on her wedding day. Right? Yeah, I'm sure she didn't go home that night thinking, "Dang it, Paul started with." 
How's everyone doing? Hey, how's everybody doing today? <laughs> he really could have started with more of a question about expectations and hopes than you know, <laughs> my but... <laughs> hope is that Michael and Jessica are married <laughs> at the end of the day. You know, hi Jessica, welcome. What are your hopes for this wedding? You know? <laughs> <laughs> for you to get on with it, sir. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Let's get on to the reception. Is what I what my hopes yeah. are. Uh, it was great though, you know, and I got I did get good feedback, and you know, I did have one or two people afterwards say, um, sometimes you do go to these weddings. And you just hear the same old script with the same old stuff. And this was a little different from that. And I was like, yeah, it was a little different. A little different's good. A little different. And it really was about that. I mean, the message that I was giving during it was one of, like, why do we do this? Mm. You know, why do we why do we gather for weddings even during pandemic? It's like, if, if it was about the paperwork, we could do that real easy. You know, but it's, it's not. It's about this other shared collective experience that is more than just checking the box of something to do. It's sympathetic joy. It is sympathetic joy. And and so it's it's about, and I would say the same for a, a class, though. Yeah. It's like, we could do this. I could record a bunch of stuff and put it up there, and you can access the stuff on your own. You know, why why do that? You know, I mean, why, why, why do this? Why do this other thing where we all, it's on the internet, but it's all at the same time and we're going to get together as a group and we're going to do this thing and what does that what does that do right that just sending out some recordings not right yeah i mean i think it i mean it reminds us of why we're here right like yeah um like we're not meant to do this thing alone we're not and you know the answer to the question of, of why are we here is not to be found in the head no. I mean that was my message, you know, that I gave the other day. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's a it's a it's an event that asks us to answer those questions about what we're doing from other places that are not our or that 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 aren't thought about, they're felt about. Right. You know, so we're here to feel this thing, so feel it. Yeah. So I have a question. Of course. So we're in the process of recording a thing that we're just going to put out there on the internet. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, just like the least interesting classes are done. Right? Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So, what is your hope for this podcast today? Oh, I think my hopes are several. I um, asked that question as quickly as I could because I was afraid you were going to ask me. <laughs> uh, had I been able to be well rested in my routine, I may have would have, but you know, I'm still exhausted from traveling for the last couple of months. Um, uh, I think. My my hope for this, I think, still um, gets to well, there. There are several, right? One one of which is I do hope a listener out there finds some enjoyment out of it. And mm-hmm. if this if this in any way moves the ball a little bit down the field for somebody who's asking the same questions that that we're asking, may it be so? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm happy if if that's happening. Um, I see our podcast for you know for the listener as kind of a, a buffet. Mm-hmm. You can you can just like take what take what you want that looks good and leave uh, leave what you don't. You know it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know we have a variety of topics to choose from right here at our at our buffet. We're back at food metaphors. We're back at food. Yeah, we must be hungry. <laughs> yeah. um, the uh, I, I do enjoy the, the process of self discovery that we go through when we talk mm-hmm. through these topics because they go places that are unexpected. A lot of times, and um, it's it's interesting to 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 
to play these things out and and ask these questions and mm-hmm. to be put in, in a position where uh, the recorder is on. Mm-hmm. And so I can't just sit here for two days and think about it. You know, it's like, I don't know, I'll think about it and I'll get back to you on Thursday. You know, it's like, oh, no. You will figure it out. I will figure it out right now. So whatever whatever gear has to turn, you know, to process this, I'm going to process it now. So it's it's a lot of this, a lot of this kind of stuff. But, you know, I I do hope that people enjoy it. And I do hope that people find use out of it Mm -hmm. and find value out of the parts that are valuable. Um, I don't think we're hurting anyone by doing it. So that's good. Not yet. I don't. Uh, think. No, you don't think we're causing any too much suffering. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think. Um, you know. I think. No humans were harmed in no, making none, this podcast, yeah, yeah. to our knowledge. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 a couple of things, and so my my yeah. hope is that that continues. And um, I like that, that you mentioned like it. that it was like our discovery tool because I think it's true that. Like, and I know we talk about this all the time, but it's funny to me how we might start thinking we're going to go one place with it and then we end up somewhere different. Yeah. And that's why I've realized it doesn't matter what we intend to record about. Because if you might recall, we originally pressed the button with the intention to begin a conversation about why I curled my hair today. We're getting there. We're getting there. I. We're getting there. I feel like it doesn't matter if we ever get there. No. Because it's like the topic is like our equivalent of how are you doing today, right? Like we come up with that topic, which is the transitional object we need to get ready to get the, the real work going. Yeah. And the, the, the topic is not, okay, let's stick to the topic. It's the topic is, okay, we have a topic. Now we can hit record. Yeah. And we'll see what sort of happens. Um, uh, I mean, I for the first time assigned in my class the five minute podcast right so each dude had to do a little five minute thing mm-hmm. and and uh, put some show notes out there um or they could buddy up with someone and do a 10 minute version ah, uh, which was kind of fun that's so it's why like, i had a student who said to me i wish podcast notes were an assignment in this class oh <laughs> interesting interesting i was like huh, they can be they can be they can be so that yeah, so they had to upload a five five minute or a ten minute if paired up or fifteen minute if threed up or whatever you know mm-hmm. in show notes for a, a biological topic of limited scope and scale, um, and that that and that was due last week. So it's like mm-hmm. I, I let the cat out of the bag. I mean, I don't. It, it doesn't like the least important thing is whether or not you address this topic in a cogent and informed way. It's like the. The point of this is for you to use these biology words in context out loud with your, with your voice, not with your typing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like how do I use these words in conversation? If I actually were saying them instead of writing them or typing them, what would my usage with of them be? Mm-hmm. What would the words before and after them be? Yeah, you know. So it's like if you're trying to learn a new language or learn a new skill or learn a new course of study, how do you incorporate this mm-hmm. and? You know, what comes out of your mouth is a big part of that, I think. So it's yeah. like, it's it's practice on using other ways to communicate other than the, other than writing, mm-hmm. you know, which is so elevated 
we need, if we need to have an English teacher in this podcast, I uh, think. You well, know, because so like so much so much homework is turned in as write this thing, you're not write this thing. It's like do some audio. You do this too, or like record some. Uh-huh. You and I both do this. You know, yeah. it's like feel free to 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 submit your homework as an audio or a video or whatever. Yeah, so it's interesting that you bring that up because um, one of the characteristics of what is called white supremacist culture. Um, is privileging the written word yeah. over other yeah, modalities. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there's so many, like, I mean, I'm a writing teacher, right? Yeah, so, of course, right. like, I guide people through how to do that effectively. But we can't all start at the page, and not all things need to end on the page. Right. Um, and so, yeah, like, I, one of the things that I've been, one of the reasons I do allow students to do the podcast option or the video option um, is one, some students are just uh, more fluid in yeah. that format. And I'm going to get to hear more of their thinking if we stop worrying about the format. Yeah. So that's one thing. Yeah. But the other thing that I've noticed is I've started telling students who are less confident uh, speaking in class to try recording the podcast because if nothing else, they can think of that as preview or practicing Mm. for what they could say in the class. And Mm -hmm. it's exactly what you're saying. Like if the first time you say these words out loud is in a classroom full of other humans. Yeah. I can understand why that might be daunting. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. Like I don't even like saying photosynthesis when you're in the room. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I do have a science-related confession to oh, make okay. to you. Okay. Um, would, you like to, would you like to do that now? Or? Yeah, I'm going to okay. do that okay. now on the air. So, and I, because I keep telling my students not to tell you this, so I feel like I'm just going to out it for myself. Cool, cool. Um, so I teach this piece by uh, Edgar Allan Poe, uh-huh. in which a orangutan features heavily. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I keep referring to the orangutan as a monkey, ah, um, which I have been led to believe you would discourage, given that an orangutan is a primate, but not a monkey. It, yeah, uh, it would probably be referred to more as, as an ape. As an ape. As an ape, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of the great apes. It is one of the great apes. But I've been... Ref- like, I get Is it a monkey? Of- You're not wrong. You know, it's like... I get... I guess it's like calling a turtle a lizard, you know? It's like, <laughs> sort of. Technically, you're not wrong, but, wait, you know. Wait, wait. A turtle? I mean, I, it's just a lizard with a house? Well, an ape is just a monkey without a tail. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> you're the biologist here. <laughs> and we're both apes. You know, we're both apes. Couple so, apes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I just literally every time I say that, I'm like, you know, if Paul was in the room, I would be like the orangutan. But when you're not there, I'm like monkey. The monkey. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's technically monkeys have tails. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a difference between the new world monkeys and the old world monkeys. I did not know that. The old, old world monkeys, the African monkeys, the baboons and things like that. They have tails, um, but they just sort of hang there. Hmm. Uh, sort of. They don't do too much with them. The New World monkeys, things like, you know, the, I don't know, lemurs and stuff like that. They have 
very functional tails. Functional tails, yeah, the prehensile yeah. ones where they can grab stuff with them and things like that. But that's mm-hmm. pretty much the. But I mean, the the apes as we know them are derived from the old world primates that just had the tail and just, just lost a tail, probably for a variety of good reasons, not unrelated to just like sitting a lot and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's like this yeah. tail is, is is getting kind of in the way more than anything else. Yeah. It's like they were doing anything with it anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the scope of the the tale <laughs> from Poe that we're discussing, mm. like the type of monkey or animal it is is less important than the fact that it is not a human. Correct. That's the most important thing. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Um, and the tail never fa- factors no, in. The tail, I guess because it doesn't, it doesn't have, have a one. Tail. Yeah, so nor nor would it. it nor would it. Well, but humans have little tails, right? Some, uh, about one in two thousand, from what I've heard. Mm. Yeah, about one in 2,000. Well, we have a tailbone anyway. We have a tailbone, right? To which, you know, uh, musculature for like a, some sort of tail may or may not have been attached. And it's it's very functional in the New World primates that are mm. doing stuff with their with their tail, you know, with the Old World ones. It's like, eh. This podcast is a lot like the um, Murders in the Room Org. In that, mm. I bet the people who began listening to this podcast had no idea that a conversation about ape tales was going to show up. Yeah, in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, I didn't yeah. either. But I mean, this is why we this is why we assign. Yeah, you know these assignments like we do that it's like you can submit through audio because like different different stuff happens. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, nobody ever would have written this as a response to a. <laughs> No. It's like it's only going to come out in a riffy, riffy conversation. In a riffy conversation, it's like not only was I encouraging people to you know to reply with audio or video, but like pair up with somebody else and do it and yeah. riff off of each other because that's when something interesting might actually sort of happen. And you know, I can only encourage that more. Mm-hmm. I can only encourage that more. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, that's the whole reason for gathering. Like, interesting things happen. When humans are together. Yeah, that that not only don't, but a lot of times couldn't happen mm-hmm. just because all the ingredients aren't in the mix. That's right. You know, and there's, uh, there's a little wild card action going on. There's um, some random elements that are sort of thrown in. The, the holes are always greater than the sum of their parts when people are involved. And, That's true. You know, you get folks together to, to do a thing. Uh, there's more potential to start feeling stuff as opposed to just being left feeling like you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Because if nine times out of ten, if you're the only one in the room and you have a task, you're going to try to think your way through it. Mm. Versus if you're in a room and you got a task, this is the escape room situation, right? If you're in a room full of people with a task, you know, stuff's going to start bouncing around, mm-hmm. you know, and you're going to start feeling stuff and people are going to start hearing what other people say and how they say it and how it's different than what they may have been thinking. Which may be curious at first, but then could lead to something else that is very creative, you know? So it's like stuff happens when people are together. And again, it's like, I don't think you have to be in person for this to happen. No. I see this interaction happening on Zoom all the time as well. Mm-hmm. If the cre- if the conditions are set to, to do that and, hey, how is everybody doing today? Does not set those conditions for creative free expression of unexpected things to emerge. Mm-hmm. You know, shame on me, right? Yeah. But, uh, well, it's it, it's so funny it because, like, thinking about the things that I've forgotten, like, I know not to keep asking that question. Yeah. But it's the first one I start with every week. Yeah. Um, last year in my mystery class, like, I would ask, what's the most mysterious thing that's happened to you this week? 
Hmm. Now that leads. No, that's to a some good one. Yeah. Yeah. That would be an interesting one. Yeah, you could ask. Wow, what's I the, like that question. What's the most biological thing that happened yeah, to you this right. week? Half of them are going to say, it just happened right before we started class, right? <laughs> right. Um, I'm going to end class here in a second just so I can do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, how interesting is that? Uh, my, I mean, for me, you know, I was thinking, so how's everybody doing today? It's like, it's my version of the school bell, mm-hmm. you know? It's, I think you're right. I mean, it's not intended to be replied to in, in any interesting way, more than the, the bell going off. Yep. Is. Or when you're in the physical classroom, for me, it's like when I close the door. Yeah. It's like I close the door, I rub my hands together, and I say, how are we doing today? Yeah. Right? Like, it's just, it's what we do. Yeah, I do this thing, though. I, I still do it. I used to do it back when the pandemic started on Zoom, and I still do. It's um, at every every beginning of every class, you know, a student volunteers to do a one, two, three, hello, and we all wave like we're dumb. Mm-hmm. And at the end, it's like one, two, three, good, somebody else volunteers to do one, two, three, goodbye, and we all wave at each other. And uh, I did that when we met in person in lab. For mm-hmm. the first time, it's like, all right, who wants to get up and come up here and say one, two, three, hi, everybody, and wave? And it's like, somebody did, and they, they enjoy doing it, you know? And, Why not? You know, when, when lab ended, people were still hanging around. They weren't trickling out. And it's like they were waiting for somebody to say, wait, one, two, three, goodbye. So it's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. And interesting. one of my dear students was happy enough to to do the help goodbye. us out with that, do the one, two, three, goodbye, you know, even yeah. though we're all there. Yeah. You know, it's like... Okay, we're doing this now. And yeah. This, this, is, this is what we're doing now, and it has officially begun because this thing happened that signifies the beginnings of things. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, those are positive transitional yeah. things. And even if they become like old hat, like it's not like you're introducing a new word every week, but still, it's, it's, it's a community feature. Yeah. I mean, at the end of a wedding, that's why the bride and groom walk down the aisle together at the end. Because if they don't, everybody is going to stand there. Right. It's like, no, it's signified that this event is over. Right. You know, I had the, I had the responsibility of with Jessica and Michael's wedding at the end of the reception to stand up and say, this reception is now over. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> Good day. Yes. Right. Uh, you don't have to stay, but. You know. Please go. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. You, you can you can stay and linger at this fine venue if you would like to, but uh, we can no longer refer to it as the reception. Yeah. You know, it's got to be called now. It's loitering. Now it's loitering. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't have to go, but just so you know, now it's loitering. Yeah, um, that's funny. But I mean, people appreciate clear statements. It's the it, it's the best gift you can give somebody <sighs> is a clear statement. It's like everybody wants to know: Are we still here, or is this over? This event is now closed. Yes. And That's, good day to you. You may do whatever you would like. You are under no more obligation to participate in this event as your set of yes. expectations direct you to. True. I mean, um, one of our dear friends, um, Mike, turned 40 during the pandemic. Mm. And so he had a Zoom gathering for yeah. his 40th mm. birthday. And in honor of it being 40 years, he decided the Zoom gathering was also going to be 40 minutes long. That's hilarious. And this was advertised. And I appreciated that because we knew exactly what to expect. Yeah, right. And I thought it, it was, um, oh, it was New Year's Eve. Mm. Mm. And I was like, oh, it's New Year's Eve. We're going to be at this hotel. And then I was like, oh. It's going to be 40 minutes. I know exactly what to expect. I can do this thing for 40 minutes long. Yeah. I love clear expectations. Yeah. It's the best gift you can give to anyone. Yeah. It's but it's an interesting thing. You want clear expectations and the ability to be flexible. Yeah. Right. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And 
What a, what a paradox. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Michael and Jessica are now married, officially wedded. We all saw it. With all rights and privileges thereof, with expectation from everyone involved. Go home. Go home. Eat yes. and then go home. Right. It right. Was, it was yes. all. It was great. It was great. It was super. Ah uh, yes. Yeah, the collective yeah. experiences that we have that uh, signify beginnings and transitions, man. Uh huh. I'm telling you. I mean, we have our own uh-huh. ritual transitions, right? Like the one, two, three. Uh. Yeah, we That's do. That's how we yeah, know. Yeah. Every 83 podcasts have begun the same way. You know, mm-hmm. when, I mean, when we talk to each other without recording it, we don't say one, two, three. <laughs> uh. I'm going to start doing that when I call you. I'm like, hey, Paul, one, <laughs> two, three. Uh. Uh. And then you'll hey, say, what's going hey, on? Sherry, Sherry, what's going on? <laughs> we know our roles. That's too funny. That's too yeah. funny. I guess when this goes out, um, it'll be officially fall. We're what two days away from a from yeah. a, an equinoctial situation. You know what that means? Of course, the I do. Se- the season has changed. The season has changed, so which means this might be a season seven, seven situ- situation. Yeah, it is. The Earth has crossed an equinoctial point in its. Welcome to fall. Welcome to fall. Um, Yeah, we're we're two days away. So what is it? Today's the Mm twentieth. So yeah, in two days. So it'll be it will be a couple of two weeks in, I guess, when this goes out. Yep. So I hope everyone's fall was going well. Happy belated. This is coming to yeah. This is coming to you from the past, right? So as they always as they always do. What you don't know, listener, is this episode is actually from the future. Yes, I bet you can't wait to see what happens. Very cool. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. What do you What do you think, Sherry? No, that's our ritual. Like that's what we do. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Peace. What else do we do? now? I've forgotten I'm our. To think. Yeah, I don't we... know because I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. See. You. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when podcasts end with a whimper. Is what you're hearing right now. This podcast no. is now over. Well, you know, please get on with your day. You know why we don't know what to do? It's because neither of us said well. There it is. There it is. Yep. There it is. Did we do it? We did it. Perfect. Great. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. This podcast is produced by Sherry Spiegel, Paul Fitzgerald, and This Most Unbelievable Life. For more information please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com. Paul and Sherry have a Paul podcast. Paul and Sherry podcast, yes. 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 Cool.